0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Sam's Report. I am uh, not downstairs in the studio, obviously, because I'm um, still up at the upstairs office. But I wanted to record a show because I, well, I love it, but a lot of stuff going on this week and I was in Chicago and it's good to be home. I've basically been on the road for two weeks straight almost. It feels like I was home last weekend, but that was really about it. And then back on the road. my studio downstairs is completely disassembled because I had to take part of it. We were doing a bunch of podcasting on the road, and, um, well, it's just not put together. So there's kind of, I didn't feel really like assembling that this morning. But uh, we will get back down there because I like the setup better than here, and um, it's just, it's it's quite frankly easier to do. But a lot to talk about, a lot, a lot, a lot of things going on. It's been a crazy hardware week for Microsoft on multiple fronts, but before we dive into the hardware this week, uh, 18.03, I think, I am betting, is the most aggressive push that Microsoft has ever done with Redstone. Uh, the reason why I say that is when we were in Chicago this week, uh, three of our co-workers, three totally different people, all got 18.03 while we were on the road. It was kind of humorous watching everybody get taken out by the updates for 20 minutes or so. But um, And these are non-insiders, just regular casual Joes, and they are all getting 1803. I've gotten it on all of my machines so far, and I have to believe that 1803 is the most aggressive push-out by Microsoft to date of a Redstone update. So if you haven't gotten it yet, I would fully think that you're getting it soon unless you have some sort of known blocking issue, but I haven't heard of anybody running into or let me qualify that. I haven't heard of any specific hardware arrangements yet that are known blocking issues for this update. But, yeah, there you go. So let's do- let's dive into the hardware this week because there's, there's some things worth discussing here. Uh, the first one up is Microsoft announced this guy. This is the accessibility controller for the Xbox. I think this thing is really cool. Aside from the fact that it is awesome to help make gaming more accessible to more people microsoft has very much so been on an accessibility push uh these past few months that is awesome but there's also just the creativeness of this controller first off so you have these massive touchpad areas but really what i want to draw your attention to is along that top bezel is there are 19 different individual inputs that you can now map to a singular button with this controller and so Yes, this makes it very easy for accessible situations, which is awesome. But I also think it introduces uh, to just regular users a way to build custom controllers as well. I'm going to be real curious to see how this thing actually plays out uh, in the modding community for for that matter. And this is just a pretty... It's hard to look at this. Look at that controller and be like, oh, that's a dumb idea. I mean, it's really neat. And hats off to Microsoft for taking the time and the investment to push gaming um, to a different core audience good job for them i mean it it supports it's wireless it's bluetooth uh it's just kind of neat and i'm happy to see that microsoft is doing that but it just again shows that microsoft really is a hardware company and this entire show um is all about hardware for that matter so other things that microsoft announced this week that are again hardware related are this bad boy and so microsoft pulled the cover off of its surface hub 2 and i i am Pretty dang optimistic about this thing. Uh, I think Microsoft got this right. I really do. Uh, for A couple quick spec breakdown. 50.5 inch display, which sounds kind of odd, but then you realize it's a 3 by 2 aspect ratio. And if that doesn't sound familiar, every single Surface now is using that display uh, aspect ratio. And so now it aligns to everything in the Surface family. This product inherently feels like a Surface product. It doesn't feel like something that Microsoft took and then just slapped the Surface logo on or the branding on. This feels like a bread and butter Surface product, mostly because of the hinge. And so you can see the aspect right here, aspect or its vertical orientation right here. Uh, It actually rotates 90 degrees, so it can be landscape or portrait. And as you can see in this image, the the devices on the left are actually all paired together to create what Microsoft calls tiling of the Surface Hub 2 and the other kind of thing that microsoft wasn't really willing to talk about aside from price which we'll get to that is the os that is running this thing i I asked microsoft several different times from several different perspectives uh what os is running in this and they just kept telling me it's a derivative of windows 10 i was trying to get them to come out and say yeah it's running core os uh but they won't tell me that but i firmly believe that is the case here and the interesting thing that we need to keep in mind i shouldn't say interesting the, the thing is on paper this thing looks beautiful. It really, really does. I am. I keep clicking to the wrong one. You can see I cropped out this window on this on the shot because it overblows everything. Uh, the thing that we need to keep in mind is that Microsoft is making a lot of good paper promises here. The thing looks gorgeous. It's a 4K plus display. Again, they wouldn't tell me their actual resolution, but it's better than 4K. Uh, it's going to weigh between 25 and 35 kilograms, and uh, it, it looks it looks like a winner. Now, it's not going to be shipping until 2019. It will arrive into a small pilot group in the second half of 2018. I've already heard from vendors, uh, they're going to be buying a lot of these things. I think Microsoft is going to hit a home run from a sales perspective with this device as long as the promises of the paper, the paper being what they've uh, outlined so far, live up to the hype because the promotional videos, everything else looks really slick about this thing. Now, pricing is going to be key here because the Previous gen or the current gen, whatever you want to call it, 55-inch Surface Hub is around eight grand. I think it's even might be a little bit higher than that. And Microsoft has said time and time again with this device that it'll be competitively priced to other products in the market. So I firmly believe it's going to be much less than that. Um, If they hit this thing at 2,500 bucks, it would be a grand slam. I'm betting that I bet it's going to be close, like 35 between 3,500 and five grand is my is my guess somewhere in that price range not mostly because there's a lot of stuff packed in there's like fingerprint readers and all sorts of stuff that are built in but the thing is is Microsoft will be able to be more efficient with this because they're only building one size but they they all pair together to create a bigger one there's no 84 inch or anything like that so it's just one size fits all but you can you know whatever but that makes it easier to manufacture I mean you're only producing one type of glass and everything else and so I I am very optimistic about this thing that it is going to not change the game that that's probably a little overselling it but the fact that it's going to be popular because it looks dang good I mean if you look at that thing compared to a current gen surface hub it's got it's like <laughs> All those people who dump tens of thousands. Into it. I'm not trying to say the original Surface Hub is bad. It just it doesn't have that Surface appeal to it. It's just a large computer tacked to a wall with a beautiful display and 120 hertz screen. And uh, they really just went for specs. And this time, it seems they really went for function and form rather than just a display. So, Surface Hub 2, coming later this year, I... I Reading the tea leaves, I think we're going to see this at at, um, Ignite, I think is the natural time. They keep talking about the second half of of um, 2018 when we'll learn more, I think Ignite is that place because that's IT Pro, that's a huge conference they have, it's a great time for them to be trying to upsell these things, and so I would be looking for more information there. I'm hoping to get my hands on one here in the near future, but I can also tell you that this thing isn't finalized. Microsoft was real careful about not telling us the internal specs, like what's actually powering it, because they haven't actually finalized it yet. But they're trying to get the word out, and I think this approach is the right approach. Granted, it is a long lead up time until you can buy one, but you got to remember this isn't really designed for the home user. Granted, it, depending on the price point, it, it could end up that way, but purchasing cycles in the enterprise world are very long 12 months, sometimes longer, especially if you're building out new conference rooms. And so they needed to get this word out so that they could start to generate the demand for that long lead up time that it takes to get, you know, you got to get management tie in, then you got to get expense approval, then you got to order, and then you got to wait. It, it, it's a long time purchasing cycle. And so I'm okay with them announcing it this early and other pieces of hardware this week. Now this one leaked out from Bloomberg and uh, I've been able to confirm some of the information just from my own sources inside the company. So Microsoft is working on a smaller surface tablet. It's about uh, 400 bucks, give or take 10 inch display. It's going to come with an Intel chip, 64 to 128 gigs of storage, charge via USB type C and nine and a half hours of battery life. Now the one thing I think that Bloomberg may have been kind of somewhat incorrect in their assumptions here is they're saying that this is going after the iPad. Um, I firmly believe that this is more of a Chrome OS type competitor device. Now granted, we haven't seen a $400 Surface tablet from Microsoft in a long time, um, other than like refurb and that kind of stuff. This is the in spirit successor to the Surface 3. Remember the Surface 3 was about the same size, charged via USB. And uh, But it was neutered with an Intel Atom chip. And so we don't know the specific internal silicon at this time, but I'm really, really holding out that it's not going to be super low power. I would love it to be like an i3. And the odd thing here is why isn't it ARM? And there's a couple thoughts. I actually think that Intel might be the reason why it's not ARM. I could see Intel getting concerned about these ARM chips, and then all of a sudden be like, look, Microsoft, if you build a low-end tablet, we'll give you a more powerful chip at a lower price point, to compete with ARM. And uh, that's the beauty of competition, folks. That's why I'm so optimistic about ARM being a good thing for consumers long-term, as long as it sticks around. Uh, the, the first-gen devices weren't so, weren't so gravy. But um, yeah, so we've got that going on. Launch time, I believe it's second half of the year. Second half of the year, I, I think, is what we're looking at. And I, I'm feeling more more confident about that it's got to be an educational device i'm sure they will sell it to consumers at least i hope that they do as long as it's high quality as long as it works with all your peripherals and you can kind of see how they could cut uh some cost out of this granted Uh, $400 still isn't cheap, but it's not, in the world of Surface for a high quality tablet, I think it's reasonable. Um, I would expect it to support pen input, but maybe they reduce the sensitivity, kind of roll that back a little bit, make it a little bit more basic. Um, It's going to have more rounded corners, so maybe we're going to start to see a new style and design refresh coming from Microsoft uh, on this type of thing. And obviously being charging over USB Type-C, I'm not expecting Thunderbolt 3 in any capacity but still the fact that they're going it's going to charge over usb is a huge win especially type c seeing microsoft take more advantage of that uh, which the surface book 2 does have but it you can't you can technically charge it but it's a slow charge it's just not it's, you, you don't want to charge it over that um and so I, I am very curious to see how they position this thing when it announces i would love it if they would do a, some sort of fall media or hardware event where they refresh everything because moving on here Um, Microsoft really, really needs to start updating some of its older stuff. Uh, Just the the chips inside, like the Surface Laptop, uh, even the Surface Pro. Although I suspect we're not going to see new Surface Pro anytime soon because they just launched the Pro with LTE, and they don't want that to have different chips inside. Um, I'd just love to see them update stuff or start slashing prices. They got to do one or the other at this point, especially the Surface Studio. Now, let's talk about the Studio here for a second. So Microsoft launched the Surface Studio well over a year ago. Um, It's way overpriced now, and I'm guessing that it wasn't a huge sales success um, based on things. that i heard. not saying that people didn't buy them. I love mine. It's downstairs, and I use it frequently. But let's talk about the Studio 2 if they build one. You know what would be real interesting? Think about this guy for a second, the the Hub 2, and how the screen tilts 90 degrees. Think about that. Now, what... What if they did that with the studio too? I think that would actually be pretty dang cool, and it would actually add a lot of value. Be very Surface-like, and that way these uh, studio studios become a lot more like Surface hubs in the workplace, and that that could be very tantalizing. Um, I know it already articulates down for a drafting board, but imagine if it drafted down, or articulated down, and turned ninety degrees. That. That would be a hallmark PC for Microsoft, and that would be a serious hero, hero product for the company. Uh, it's all mechanical. There's nothing internal that needs to be done. That would be freaking amazing. And then it would pair nicely with any office that already has a hub, too. And so if they do this with the Surface Studio, I think that would be a game game changer again, probably overselling it. But talk about versatility, that is the essence of what Surface is. And so I honestly hope that the Surface Hub 2 does articulate 90 degrees and go down into drafting board mode. That would be a killer product. Granted, it's going to take some engineering to make it all happen, but Microsoft has the capability. Uh, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but a large personality profile says, Microsoft is being the only one that is being uh, aggressive in this PC market. We're what, like seven, eight years into the post-PC market, yet most of us are still using a PC and not a tablet or a Mac. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are using Macs, but not iPads as their full thing. Uh, Microsoft is doing a lot of crazy fun stuff here. And the Surface Hub, Surface Hub is it. I mean, that's a good product. If you can't tell, I'm very optimistic about the Surface Hub. And I hope that that 90-degree hinge... Personally, I was wondering, it's like, man, would they ever bring that to the Surface Book line? And, and I don't know. I don't know if they would. I think it'd be super interesting if they did. If they could figure it out, I'm already a little on the edge about the hinge as it is, and uh, my Surface Book too. But I think it definitely makes sense in the studio. The Surface Pro doesn't matter. You can already turn it up into that kind of orientation. But the Surface Book would be interesting, and uh, whatever. But I am very happy to see that they're sticking with that aspect ratio. Once you, once you use it for a while, you're like, man, this is better than sixteen by nine. And so here we are here we are. Uh, Speaking of my Surface Book 2, I've now taken it to, uh, I'm probably missing a few cities as well. Uh, Actually, I know I am. So I've taken it to Vegas, to Seattle, to Chicago, to New York City, uh, to Orange Beach, Alabama. And so we've reached the halfway point, six months of my Surface Book 2 usage. I'm going to try to do like a video review and write up this week. There are some things that are worth pointing out um, that you should know about before you buy it, but the TLDR is that I love it. Um, it's just not perfect. It's better than the first one, and uh, I need to do a full proper write-up now that I was hitting on it, because last week in Chicago, or this week in Chicago, we did uh, two First Ring Daily podcasts, and then we did probably 15 interviews, and I was just rendering video. It was a mobile podcast studio. Uh, I was maxing out the CPU compute power on that thing uh, multiple times, and it, it, I was really hitting it hard, and so I, I feel like I've got a pretty good perspective on uh, what is going on with that hardware. And to wrap out the hardware front, because it has been a holy hardware show, if you will, is a little bit on the sad side if you're a Surface Pro Pro 4 user, or maybe not. But Microsoft is actually doing a recall. uh, Recall might be overstating it. But um, they're going to replace Surface Pro 4 tablets with the flickering screen issue. And I know some of you have been impacted by this because we get a lot of comments about it. But any Surface Pro 4 Experiences Prime will be covered up to three years Microsoft from the time of the original purchase and it's good to see that Microsoft is finally confirming that this is a problem that can't be solved with software updates and so if that is an issue for you go ahead and take a look at what Microsoft is doing because you might be able to get it replaced and if you have paid for it I believe you can get a refund as well so Uh, that is good on Microsoft, I just wish they would have been a little bit more forthcoming, but I understand these things, they got to make sure, they got to test every angle, and they got to make sure it's truly not an issue, Um, that can't be solved with software before they do, you know, that actual kind of replacement program, so um, folks, no questions this week, mostly because I was traveling yesterday, and to be honest, completely forgot to put the question thread up, Um, next week we'll be back to normal, and then the following week, I'm mostly normal, but I believe on Thursday for a much needed time on the beach vacation with the family because I've been missing them too much because I've been gone so much. So uh, that about wraps it up for today, folks. As always, very much appreciate you tuning in. A lot of hardware stuff going on, and I don't think that's the end of it. And so we will see uh, what, what the next couple weeks bring for us. As always, thanks for tuning in. Have yourself a wonderful weekend.